the wrestling podcast about nothing is brought to you by BDA Radio. BDA Radio doesn't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head on over to BDARadio.com and check out all of the latest news on the UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. They are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves. BDARadio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to episode 29 of the BDA Radio exclusive edition of the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDARadio.com and the Podcast Radio Network. I am longtime pro wrestling referee Mike Crockett, and I'm joined, as always, by independent wrestling veteran, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. Hello. Hello, Michael. How do you do, sir? Oh, I do. You're excited? I'm always excited. We're ready to go? Sure. We're rolling? <laughs> yes. Get any more heat with anyone this week? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, Brian, you've kind of uh, found your way into the craw of many a person in your uh, in your path. Let's just say there are many. Uh, you're, you're feuding with many people all at once. Like who? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, uh, let me just do this then. Let's get into the top five Kingpin Brian Malone's feuds oh, right Jesus. now. Uh, number five, Chip and Tony. From Checking the Boots podcast. Why, why do I have a feud with them? I don't know. You said something on Twitter there about the other day about how you beat Tony up because you hate the plugs for Checking the Boots. <laughs> I beat Tony up because he's an incompetent professional wrestling official. Oh my god! I, I don't. I I, uh, I take great offense to that, Brian. Great offense. <laughs> well, he he's, he must be better than you. He took your job, so. Well, I I gave it up voluntarily, Brian. Did you? Yes, I did. All right, that's number five. Number four in the top five Malonis feuds, Bill Neville of the New Age Insiders. You always have something to say about Bill Neville. Well, Bill Neville says dumb things on Twitter, and I have to call him out once in a while. Well, actually, I mean, maybe maybe we can modify this to say all the New Age Insiders because you had some choice words for Jason Maltov this past week, too, which we'll probably get to later in this top five. The reason for that, Brian, but oh, it might boy. just be all the New Age Insiders that are number four here in the top five Brian Malone's feuds. I have no problem with Liam Stryker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's very diplomatic of you. Uh, okay. <laughs> number number three, Brian. Uh, he, he could be ranked higher, but... Uh, just in terms of star power, we're going to put Mike Mills at number three for Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. He's from the South, you're from the North, and uh, those things just don't mix when it comes to professional wrestling. Well, he likes wrestling, and I like wrestling. You like sports I entertainment. I like sports entertainment. There you go. <laughs> so that, that one has gone, on, uh, that has gone on for months, if not years, you and Mike Mills. But uh, these top two are uh, more recent developments, Kingpin. Number two in the top five Kingpin feuds, Cody Rhodes. Last week on the New Age Insiders podcast, Cody Rhodes, the ROH world, possibly heavyweight champion, no, no. World champion. There is no heavyweight. It's right on the belt. It's I, well, right there I, on I, the Mike, championship. Mike, maybe you should get your ass down to a Ring of Honor trial camp and and hear it straight from the horse's mouth yourself. But you've excluded yourself from the professional wrestling business. And as we talked about on a previous podcast, blew in the chance of employment with Ring of Honor you ever had. So, Well, Kingpin, that you hurts. Get me fired up. You want me fired up? You get me fired up. That stings a little bit. But what they really <laughs> should do is take a piece of steel wool to that championship and take off that part that says heavyweight. It's on there. It can't be erased. I mean, Obviously, someone has to do something about this. 
You're it's contradictory. They don't call it a heavyweight championship. They don't call it a heavyweight championship on live events or television or pay-per-view. Well, Cody Rhodes told you, he agreed with you at first, then he looked at the belt, said it said heavyweight, and told you to kiss his ass. No, he told me to kiss his ass before he looked at the belt. Oh, uh, and that's apologize. because that's because Jason Maltov got him fired up with telling him that I said he he wasn't a heavyweight, which is completely false and fabricated. And I found this out because Cody Rhodes told me himself. So you did meet up with him this past Friday, last Friday, uh, at a chaotic wrestling event. And so who's who's doing the kiss and what happened? Oh, somebody! There, there was there was an ass involved, but it was an ass kicking, not an ass kissing. So someone kissed your fist. I uh, I did a number on uh, old Dash and Cody Rhodes. Oh, Dash and you going back? You going back a ways? That's like twelve hey, gimmicks. He's ago. only smoking mirrors, Mike. <laughs> and he is number two on the top five Kingpin Brian Malone's feuds, and coming in at number one with a bullet. We talked about it last week. On the BDA exclusive podcast, Filthy Tom Lawler of the Ultimate Fighting Championships. You can go to YouTube, our YouTube channel, see the video of you basically, okay, licking the ass of Tom Lawler. Right there, is, in video. That is doctored video, heavily edited, and uh, it's taken out of context. I, I stand by my statements, but if Tom Lawler has a problem with me, he knows where to find me. Brian, I'm not afraid of I'm not afraid of Tom Lawler. Brian, the only thing that was in that video was you carrying his bags to his car. I I I I am not afraid of Tom Lawler. Uh, again, in his world, he's protected by weight classes. I will mop the floor with filthy Tom Lawler. So basically, there is no disputing that this is the all these people you are feuding with currently, right? Basically. Do you like anybody in wrestling and, and in podcasts? <laughs> well, the, the one thing in common in all of these is you stir the pot in all of them. No, I have nothing to do with this. I'm just a reporter here. Oh, I'm reporting you are the facts. a liar. You are at the center of it. You love it. You thrive off of it. You get a kick out of seeing me squirm and get all riled up. Well, I do get a kick of that. I'll give you that much. I do get a kick out of that. Uh, well, uh, if this is the first time you're hearing us this week on BDA Radio, you are missing out. Join us every Monday on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network on their own feed. Find both of our wrestling, our weekly podcasts, I should say, by searching WPAN on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to subscribe to both feeds. But as for this podcast, well, coming up, we've got Merv Griffin time. That's where we get your thoughts and answer your questions. Plus, one more evil snicker will be immortalized in our Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. But first, we are discussing a different topic each week voted on by our listeners and followers at the WPAN on Twitter. And this week, Kingpin, the topic is favorite entrance music. Yes, I'm excited for this one. It's a good one. We actually did worst entrance music quite a while back here on BDA Radio. You can go back and find that on uh, on our feed. But this time, Kingpin, it's the best. It's the ones we like the best, our favorite wrestling entrance music. And, of course, Steven checks in, as he always does, at HHHGuy2004, and we, and we appreciate it, Steven. He says, anything Triple H is good. That opera-style one is even good. You know. <laughs> and uh, King Ajar, at King Ajar, says, The Rougeos, All-American Boys, has to be number one. Number two is Rap is Crap. Number three, Demolition Theme. So he's got it all worked out there. There you go. We'll see what we think in terms of our top picks. Uh, well, we, we, we'll get into some uh, runners-up, and it's all leading to our top pick, our uh, favorite Mike, this, entrance This music. could be like a four-hour podcast for me, buddy. <laughs> I have a list of like 15 here. There's just so <laughs> many to pick from. There's no way we're going to get to them all. But I guess we got to start somewhere, Kingpin. What do you have uh, rummaging through your list there, the pages and pages I'm sure you have for a favorite uh, entrance music? What do you want to start off with here? You know, I'll start I'll start with current, with current day WWE. Um, we heard it live, Mike, when uh, on our NXT live uh, 
excursion way back, way back when, over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's awesome. It's captivated, I think, the entire. Ready for this, Mike? WWE Universe. Ooh. Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance music. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic job uh, WWE has done with that. And, and a personal favorite of mine. It really is. It is perfect. It perfectly encapsulates him. Especially, you know, they have the entrances where he's got the, the fiddle player there going and everything like that. It is a perfect. It perfectly encapsulates Shinsuke Nakamura. And it's, yeah. That one, when it comes to the ones going on today, uh, could be the very top. Uh, another NXT one, the Kingpin, that I'll uh, lay out there. What about Bobby Roode? What about it? It's, it's very glorious. Mike. How's How about it? <laughs> glorious. Yes, indeed, it is glorious. Um, I mean, it's so cheesy that it's absolutely fantastic in my opinion you feel the same way or are you yeah, uh, a little I think, less i think it's great uh uh <laughs> was also uh led to a string of uh wonderful uh youtube videos by uh uh team diy the with the glorious bombs with yes. bobby Hood. yeah they were uh they were fantastic and uh tomaso champa i i i saw some photos of him like he was in the area recently is that true this is true i saw tommaso champa this past friday night and he seems to be doing okay uh he's he's uh a little mummified at the moment <laughs> yeah yeah he'll be back though he'll be back uh it's it's it sucks that he was had that huge spot at the end of the nxt uh, pay-per-view the nxt takeover and of course then he was out with an injury immediately afterwards but they're going to capitalize on that just going to be uh more later than sooner but uh, that's good luck to Tommaso out there as he uh, re- rehabilitates from that injury and if you got off your couch and came to a show you could have told him yourself <laughs> oh boy it's a, it's a comfy couch though very comfy um <laughs> All right, how about going back to the 80s, Kingpin? Do you get anything from the 80s on your oh, list? Oh, Mike, you're, 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 <laughs> now you're hitting my wheelhouse, buddy. Okay. <laughs> now you're hitting, hitting my sweet spot. Uh, let's see. I'm, try, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to pick one here, Mike, that maybe, like, that, well, they're probably all going to be on your list. I'm sure our lists are similar, but uh, I'll, I'll go this way. My favorite wrestler of all time is Hulk Hogan. Everybody knows that. We've discussed it at length. Um, Real American is an iconic uh, theme in, in wrestling history, but it's not my favorite Hulk Hogan theme of all time. What? Believe it or not. Oh my Unbelievable, God. right, Mike? Unreal. You actually <laughs> did mention this uh, a week ago on the podcast we did with the Our Vantage Point guys. Yeah, so my, my favorite is the, I guess it's the Hulk Hogan rock and wrestling theme, but he did use it as entrance music uh, for a bit, and, and still to this day, my favorite Hulk Hogan entrance theme of all time. And you uh, make fun of them for piping in Goldberg chants, Kingpin. He has the <laughs> Hulk chants right in his theme song. But that was part of the song, though. That wasn't like, they weren't trying to like trick people into thinking that that was the actual crowd. I don't know. I don't know, Kingpin. I don't know about no, I th- that. I think, I think we do know. <laughs> oh, okay, we do. All right. Uh, all right. When it comes to the 80s, I mean, I think Real American is, you know, head and shoulders above that theme, to be honest with you. But uh, I'll go in another direction when it comes to guys from the 80s. How about a song that fits a person perfectly, fits the wrestler to a T, and that is the Honky Tonk Man. He's cool. He's cocky. He's bad. Perfect. I know, I know every lyric. <laughs> <laughs> okay, start it out. I got long sideburns and my hair slicked back. I'm coming to your town in my pink Cadillac. I'm just a honky tonk man. Thank you very much. I was waiting for it. <laughs> and uh, we did, I think we talked about on the worst themes the WCW version of it. He's just a honky tonk baby. You ain't gonna walk on me. Yeah, that right, right terrible ripoff honky, version. Honky Love from, uh, <laughs> I believe it was WrestleMania 6. <laughs> I think so, yes. With the pink Cadillac and DDP driving. Um, yeah, the, the Honky Tonk Man, the original Honky Tonk Man, cool, I'm cool, I'm cocky, I'm bad. 
theme was just a, a perfect fit for Mr. Wayne Ferris. But um Ooh, insider. Yeah, how you like that? Uh <laughs> I think this one is eighty nine, uh maybe into the nineties, but how can you forget about American Dream Dusty Rhodes theme? Come on. Come yeah, on. I agree. It's a good one, Mike. It's a good one. Yeah, I, I don't think there's been one uh, you've talked about that hasn't been on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just a common man, Kingpin. He's working hard with his hands. Pizza man, pizza man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the Dusty Roads one is another one. Just a catchy little ditty there. Make sure tap your toe. It's a toe tapper. The Dusty Roads theme. I'll go a little off the grid, Mike, for my next one, though. All right. This is yeah. This is this is one uh, uh, when you add it in here, it, you, probably the first time you've heard it in years. I always love the Beverly Brothers theme music. Whoa! Wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what it is about it. I just always found it very, very catchy, very, uh, very fitting of their character as well. But I don't know. I've always, I've always really enjoyed that uh, that theme, and always had hoped that WWE might revive it for. A, an act that stuck around a little longer. <laughs> As we listen to it right now, I, I, I do like it. I really don't remember what it was. <laughs> but I'm sure I'll listen to it when I put this in there, and it'll be fantastic. All right, uh, Mike, how about another one? Another, another era, uh, the tag team from this era. Okay. That, I, that again, another, another off-the-beaten-track one that I really enjoyed, the Orient Express. What? I that racist, the Orient Express that theme racist theme. Why is it racist? Because it had like, you know, it sounded like, you know, you know, that whole thing. I can't even say anything more or or I'll I'll be be deemed a racist myself. But I don't know. (laughs) It just seemed very stereotypical to me. Well, I mean, I think that WWE always does that with any any foreigners music. Nakamura's has, you know, similar sort of like theme to it. That's what they do. That's what they do indeed. Um, hmm. By they, oh. I mean WWE. Oh, oh, okay. Jesus. All right. Yes. Um, all right. Let's get into the Attitude Era Kingpin. When it comes to Attitude Era themes, um, let me just hit you with one off the bat. Chris Jericho. He came in, um, I think it was 99, and he... Uh, one of the big defections to WWF from WCW, and that theme, you know, when Rock was in the ring and the lights were going, the lights went out and came on, you know, the big explosion, and then the graphic came on the screen, said Jericho, everyone went crazy, break the walls down! It was eight, uh, eight, I mean, perfect. 18 years ago to today, Mike, today we're recording at 8-9. Yes, I, and I, I did see that. Yes, I saw that, it kind of jog my memory a little bit not that it needed to be jogged because it's one of the uh, the most <laughs> iconic uh, scenes in the whole Monday Night Wars era but uh, your, uh, your sharpest attack is what you're saying as always and <laughs> Jericho's theme uh, just perfect perfect perfectly done. and speaking of perfect let's go back to the 80s for a second how about Mr. Perfect's theme another good one Mike again you're hitting my sweet spot buddy my, the golden era of wrestling for me but yeah, that one just—it's. Uh, it, I mean, that's. I keep going back to it, but I mean, that's the best entrance themes are themes that just fit those guys perfectly. Fits their cadence, you know, the the way they walk down to the ring. It just uh, all these songs. That's kind of what I keep going back to. They fit their per- personality. They fit their demeanor, uh, and you know, those are all the best ones. And Mr. Perfect was. Uh, Perfect one, but, but back. <laughs> Voice crack a little bit there. <laughs> sure, sure, and I, and I won't be fixing it in post either. But uh, all right, back to the Attitude Era, Kingpin. Back to the Attitude Era. What do you got from the Attitude Era? The Monday Night Wars on your list? Well, I, I, it's, I guess it's not technically Attitude Era because it's from the other side of the coin. But uh, the NWO theme, awesome. It was, it was again another perfect. Uh, another just perfect choice. Um, 
because they're I love sleazy. It. I still love it. I still love the NWO theme. It's perfect for them because they're sleazy and they probably uh, <laughs> were around a lot of uh, porn stars. I guess. Yeah, that's the rumor, right? It came from a uh, pornographic uh, film. I mean, that's that just. I don't know if that was ever the rumor, but I know that, you know, just what it sounds like. That, uh, you know, that that whole thing. But, yeah, the NWO theme was definitely pretty, pretty good. And with WCW, uh, there aren't a lot of. <laughs> there's iconic, not too many on this list from WCW. No, there's not a lot of iconic themes. They didn't really seem to put a lot of stock in entrances and entrance themes because if you notice if you go back and watch stuff from WCW the announcers are always talking over the music they're always talking over the entrances they're talking over the ring announcer you never hear the ring announce clearly the ring announcement you never hear the music clearly because the announcers are just blabbing over the whole thing they don't they pay no attention to like the presentation of the entrance like WWF did and that was kind of to their detriment if, yeah. I'll give I'll give you another. I'll stay with WCW here okay. for a moment, Mike. And I'm going to make Mike Mills very happy right now. Oh, all right. Yes. Well, again, a, a theme song that uh, perfectly captures kind of the the essence of of the man. Uh, and I guess he is he is the man, the 16 time world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. I think I said Goldberg. The man. Goldberg. No. Come on. All right. Get yeah, the Rick, yeah, Ric Flair's theme, the theme from uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah, That's... Amazing. Matches, I think, uh, the look, the walk, the the swagger, the, uh, I don't know, I think my kids must have a, uh, a word for it these days. I don't, I don't know what it is, but... <laughs> tweet, tweet us, kids. <laughs> is anyone here under uh, 30 that's listening to this? Let us know. <laughs> what are the kids talking about these days? Let us know. But yeah, Rick Rick Flair's entrance theme just um I mean the moment you hear it, you know, you, you know. You know. What do you think about the generic Rick Flair ripoff theme that WWF would use? When he first came over they used that and they also yeah. used it for Buddy Landell when he came to the WWF. I, bar- I mean, I barely remember what the hell it was, to be honest with you. That's how forgettable uh, it was. I- I- I'd have to go back and listen to it. Are you going to put it in, Mike? Of course. You listen to it right now. <laughs> you listen to it right now, Kate. Oh, now I remember this piece yeah, of crap. Yeah, you see it? <laughs> <laughs> and one, one more in WCW before we get back to the good stuff, which is, you know, the WWF, WWE themes. Um and this one isn't really a WCW theme song per se. It was licensed to WCW for Hulk Hogan. Back another Hulk Hogan song on the list. Voodoo <laughs> Child. Or Voodoo Child, I think it might be, with a, with an E on the end instead of a D by Jimi Hendrix, which was his uh, Hulk Hogan's solo NWO heel theme. Which was I mean that's that's a theme that he would strum the belt to, like a guitar. It was uh, iconic for the uh, the immortal one, Hulk Hogan. I can't imagine how much WCW probably paid for to license that theme. Did they ever use that in WWF when he came over? I don't think so, no. They always just used the generic NWO music when he came back. Not generic NWO music, but just the standard NWO music. Yeah. Um, hmm. All right. Anything else that's uh, sticking out on your list? I know there are thousands of them. Kingpin, anything sticking out on your <laughs> list before we get to our number ones? Uh, I mean, real quick, uh, and I'll list them off quick. We don't have to go in, but right. Uh, three, right, right off the bat here, Mike. I'll shoot them out of a cannon. Uh, Razor Ramon. Give you a second to put it in. The Big Boss Man. Wow. Give you a second to put it in. Okay. <laughs> And the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. There he is. <laughs> My longtime close personal friend. Yeah, you, you spoke to him uh, at length as well. I, I got a lovely picture with him. I did see that on uh, at Brian Malonis on Twitter. Yes. No, I didn't post that on Twitter. That was on the uh, private Malonis page. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe you should put no, it on, okay. Maybe you should put no, it at, at, at Brian Malonis on Twitter then. 
Yeah, maybe I'll share. Maybe I'll share it there. First time, Mike, in uh, in 15 years, nearly 16 years in professional wrestling, that I ever took a locker room photo with a with a star. You fucking mock. Hey, I don't care. It was Ted DiBiase, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me run off a couple. Then I'll rattle off a few before we get to the number ones here. Um, current day Brock Lesnar. As soon as you hear that first, uh, you know that first whatever the hell that is. You know, Brock's coming, and you know, here comes the pain, as Taz used to say, and that is just uh, perfect for Brock Lesnar. Um, how about CM Punk? Cult of Personality. Cult of Personality. That one just, uh, I don't know. It was excellent, excellent for CM Punk. And, you know, the house, I picture back to, you know, the show... They did in Chicago, where he ended up winning the title in his supposed last match with the company. Just, you know, when that music hits, just electric. And I remember when that music hit, when they were back in Chicago after he left, and then Paul Heyman comes out. That was, uh, <laughs> that was a uh, memorable time as well. But the CM Punk music, Cult of Personality by uh, Living Color, uh, absolutely amazing. And... All right, I'll say it. The oddities. I'll say it again. I said it a couple oh, weeks back boy. when we talked about <laughs> we talked about worst factions. Uh, the best worst faction, Kingpin. Best theme song. The oddities. Not not <laughs> up, not number one on my list, mind you, but very close to the tippy top there. Uh, I, I didn't realize you were such a juggalo, Mike. I was just gonna say I gotta get Vern Vicalo on the line. I I think I am a juggalo. I keep talking about ICP. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on here. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm down with the clown. You know. <laughs> I'm down with the clown. I certainly am. Apparently. All right. I'll go first, Kingpin. My oh boy. number one entrance theme of all time. It uh, burst onto the scene during the Attitude Era. And I remember the first time I heard it um, recorded, I had it on a video game. And I held up my recorder to the TV to record the theme off of the video game to have it before it was ever released, you know, on CD as they did back in the day. Are you ready? The original theme song to D-Generation X. Wow. Break it down. A great theme song. My favorite entrance theme of all time. D-Generation X, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, China, and then, of course, you know, there was a host of others that came along. But that theme song is just a perfect encapsulation of the attitude uh, of the attitude era and of the attitude of those guys at that time, D-Generation X. That's my pick. Number one. I'm, that's yes. shocking to me. I was not expecting that. Really? No. And I, and I actually I have two left that I have to mention then because I have my number one and there's one other that I thought you were going to go with. Uh, that I think, I think our podcast would be canceled, and nobody'd ever listen again if we failed to mention uh, one of these on on a favorite entrance music episode, and that's the demolition theme. Yes, How, that's the one I thought you were going with. So I was trying to be a good a good tag team partner here and not not steal your thunder, but. And to be but honest, damn it, thought, we got to mention demolition. To be honest, here. I thought you were going with it, so I I steered clear. <laughs> it is on my list, of course. <laughs> I got a different one, but uh, I just I think we'd be remiss if, if we didn't mention Demolition's theme. Uh, definitely in the top, you know, four or five entrance themes of all time. It's a shame that WWE has lost the rights to that song all yeah. these years later. Really ridiculous. But agreed, yeah. agreed, Kingpin. All, all right, right so what is your we'll number, go to my one. number one, Mike? Yes, favorite entrance music in wrestling. Of all time for Kingpin, Brian Malonis. Lay it on me, brother. This man is actually one of the greatest rivals of my favorite wrestler of all time, Hulk Hogan. But he also happens to be one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Mike. The, my, my favorite professional wrestling entrance team of all time, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. There you have it, Mike. The graduation song? Yes. That's your favorite entrance team of all time? Really? Yes, I I love Randy Savage's entrance theme. I, again, you're talking about something that perfectly uh, encapsulates like the moment, the man, uh, and what they're trying to create. It, it, it enhances the moment, the way he came out, 
the 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 majestic capes that he had. Miss Elizabeth by his side. Did you like the um, the rock and roll version that they did in WCW? No, it's garbage. No? <laughs> <laughs> you, you're throwing for a loop with this one. Really? Yeah. How, how did you not love this? Because it's it's like a I don't know. It's like common law. I forget what it's called, but it's like uh, you know music you can get anywhere. It's so? not an original. The it it just doesn't. I don't know. I'm, I'm putting myself in the moments, Mike. Mike, you're so old. You're you're so removed from your childhood and 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 how things made you feel, or or just uh, Ryan, you know living in the moment and, and thinking about whenever you heard Randy Savage's theme and he came out and how that made you feel. Is this because you never graduated high school? Is this it's something like <laughs> deep in the recesses of your mind? Oh boy. <laughs> All right. I think at, I, I, I think looking at your paycheck, it looks like uh, you never graduated high school. That hits uh, <laughs> right where You're it hurts. Taking shots at me, I'm gonna take shots right back at you. Right where it hurts, kicked, and I'm starting over. I, I new career <laughs> <laughs> for Mike Crockett here. You're really I'm good gravy. All right, so Macho Man, your theme, mine DX. What's yours out there? Let us know. At the WPAN on Twitter, Facebook.com slash the WPAN. I know we missed a ton, but what is your... Is there any left? I don't know. Uh, there, no, there are, I'm sure there are plenty more. Let us know on Twitter and everything like that. At the WPAN, your favorite entrance theme out there. And everyone's been interacting with us on Twitter, Brian. And we're going to get into it right now because it's Merv Griffin time. It is Merv Griffin time, named for your favorite episode of our favorite show, Seinfeld. And of course, don't forget, we're doing voicemails over on the NAI Wrestling Network edition of the podcast. So get yours in now. We will play it this Monday on that show. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. But the way to participate here on Merv Griffin time is using our hashtag on Twitter, hashtag WPAN. Kate Kingpin, Ant, at Rant with Ant, of course, our brethren over on the NAI Wrestling Network. He was listening to our episode with the uh, Our Vantage Point guys, and he was really enjoying us talking about action figures and all the WWF merchandise. He says, this episode is legit. So that's something that the kids are saying these days. Too Kingpin. legit to quit? Something like that. So that's one, <laughs> of the, that's one of the words the kids are saying, legit. Okay? So mark that one down. Um... Marty Howell, of course, the man that connected us with uh, Joe and Quinn over there on OVP Podcast. He says, pretty sure Brian Malonis had to be in Tucson, not Phoenix, if you saw Sean Mooney on the news. So is that what you were? You were in Tucson when you saw Sean Mooney? Uh, I think technically I was. Like, like Tucson, Phoenix, uh, there's another like city out there. All the cities are like very clustered. I was, very, I was actually very surprised how close all of them were. Uh, Although it was like Tucson, Phoenix. I wish I could remember Chandler. Uh, how close they all together out there. And then there's a, just a big, massive desert. <laughs> yes, yes. It's nice out there. I wouldn't want to live out there, though. Yeah, I did uh, drive through briefly. Uh, I'd like to stay for a little while, though. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Arizona. It's too damn hot. <laughs> it, but it's a dry heat, Kingpin. I don't give a shit. 98 is 98, man. <laughs> All right, Brian. So we've got a ton of feedback about last week's episode. Really connected with the people. They love talking about our favorite enhancement talent. So let's see if we could run through a bunch of these real quick. Uh, Well, first, we'll start with Eddie Hunt, of course, from Atlantic Pro Wrestling. He is at Eddie the Blade. He said, love the Jobber episode. May I add Johnny Rods and Jose Luis Rivera for consideration? He said, P.S. Barry Hardy is, in reality, Donnie Rotten. <laughs> of course, Donnie Rotten pain. is a local talent here in New England. <laughs> That's just for the New England guys listening to us. Uh, and the New England guys from you know the late 90s, basically. Uh, okay, speaking of Barry Hardy, uh, Gift Dog Dre. He is at DeAndre Brown V3. He says... Barry Hardy, the biological father of both Matt and Jeff Hardy. That was quite a controversy <laughs> this week, uh, this past week on Twitter, Kingpin. People that hadn't seen Barry Hardy before, they were kind of thrown for a loop. 
Didn't know who he was? No. A lot of them were like, "What? what who's this Heather Hardy guy? Hmm. So that's... Uh, you brought up something that a lot of the people aren't aware of. Like this guy, main event, at Main Event Swerve. He always interacts with us. Really appreciate him. Mike, he says, Barry Hardy looks like a creator wrestler with Al Snow's face and Mr. Perfect slash Sid Vicious's hair. So... <laughs> Yeah, Barry Hardy doesn't look like anything of this earth, but we can confirm that he was, in fact, an actual person, an actual wrestler who lost all the time on WWE. And I loved him. <laughs> and, and apparently you did. Uh, OVP Podcast, we talked about the, them a couple times here, at OVP Podcast, and DC Matthews from the NAI Wrestling Network, at DC Matthews NAI. They both said the gambler, as I said, and have you... Seen any gambler stuff yet, Kingpin? No, I can't say I made it a point to go out and watch the gambler, buddy. <laughs> Only Kawabunga? <laughs> I didn't even get to do that. I kind of got tired and forgot and fell asleep. Wow. <laughs> just, just, you just, just collapsed where you stood, huh? <laughs> My goodness. Something like that. I'm working to the bone here, Kingpin. Working to the bone. At referee. It's just, a, it's just all the drugs, Mike. <laughs> I see. At referee Tony S on Twitter. From checking the boots, one of your top five feuds in wrestling and podcasting, Kingpin. He says, just for the name value alone, John Justice. Honorable mention goes to Van Van Horn. And I had to get proof. Van Van Horn. I had to get a proof from Tony S. There, there is a Van Van Horn. But you can go to our Twitter, at the WPAN, or you can go to at referee Tony S. He tweeted it, an actual photo of Van Van Horn. <laughs> the man's name is Van Van. <laughs> he was in hopefully the, van hammer didn't get too upset about it i'm sure he didn't he's busy uh you know being a private stash but uh big woody big woody big woody kingpin is back at apt elwood on twitter he says can't vouch for mr du mr justice but van van horn is real he said but the greatest ever was bimbo larson bimbo larson i guess this is a Enhancement guy, Bimbo Larson. I'm about to look that up. See if we can find an <laughs> image of good old Bimbo. Uh, at Johnny Duckets. You, you, you've known a Bimbo or two in your day, I'm assuming. Uh, quite a few. At Johnny <laughs> Duckets on Twitter says, Barry Horowitz or Gilberg? At EPL and NFL says George South. At SMS, at SM Sports Guy, I should say, says Barry Horowitz and Brian Costello. At The Burge 73 says, conversations about enhancement talent begin and end with one man, the Brooklyn Brawler. We didn't even bring up Kingpin. But it's not the best. It's not the most memorable. I know he's an enhancement talent, but I don't know. He did go on to moderate success. I mean, he had Bobby Heenan as his manager. So I guess by your criteria, Kingpin, maybe he shouldn't have been on the list in the first place. All right, I'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. How about Damian, <laughs> Damian G from Indie Pop and Last Mark Standing? He's, uh, he's at Dare to be Damian on Twitter. He says, no love for Reno Riggins? How about Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker? I, ha I did have Reno Riggins on my list, and I, I just overlooked him as we were talking. Yeah, Reno Riggins was a good one. He was always, always around. Uh, I feel like I may have seen Reno Riggins more than, more than any jobber ever. <laughs> Yeah, he was, and he did go on to some success. Well, not nationally, but he was, uh, I remember him be, being a part of a tag team called the Tennessee Vols in the uh, Tennessee, obviously, area. Uh, and he did quite well as a tag team with Steve Dahl, who was Stephen Dunn of Well Done. But uh, yeah, nationally, he was just uh, Rena Riggins, the guy losing to people really quick. But uh, yeah, Reno Riggins is a good one. Uh, Jim Baker, he is at Mr. Jim B underscore nine twenty. Says his favorite is the Duke of Dorchester, the Duke of Dorchester, Pete <laughs> Doherty. He's a legend here in Boston, and he is. And we met him, Kingpin. Did you meet him that time in Quincy? Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Where I think didn't he punch the mighty mini? <laughs> I'm sure he did. Was that scripted sure or not? <laughs> <laughs> well, he he saw three or four minis. He was just trying to hit the right one. I think he missed. He hit the wrong one. But <laughs> yeah, the Duke of Dorchester. He was. Uh, he had a good time that day working for NEWA for a George Carroll. Uh, 
Um, yeah, Duke of Dorchester is a good one. That's a good one. Um, hmm. Steven at HHHGuy2004 says, so this sharp shower statement of long showers brings up another question. Who is the dirtiest wrestler hygiene-wise you've been in the ring with? <laughs> Kingpin, you really you willing to go on the record? <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anybody that I never will ever have any chance of connecting with again that I'd want to mention. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing, buddy. I'm not going on record. <laughs> hey, let's just say I'm glad Wrecking Ball Ligurski is my tag team partner. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. What? You have to compete with him for the tag what? team titles. I just said, I'm just said he's, I'm happy he's my tag team partner. You still have to be close quarters with him. Mike, I don't even know what you're getting at here. Okay, let's move hey, on. You, here we are, trying to drive another wedge. In between me and somebody else. Here you go again. <laughs> He's going on the list. He's going to be number six. Uh, <laughs> at at Dean Rasslin says Chris Duffy, who I am very disappointed in myself that I missed that one. Uh, another New England guy. Uh, he passed away way too young. Chris Duffy was always fantastic on WWF TV. At F for who F says Red Tyler, who's another one that... uh. Really slipped my mind, but that's a good one. Uh, Ed Hunt again says, "Black-hearted shell of a human being." That's what you called me, Kingpin. It was an incredible <laughs> description, according to Ed Hunt, Uncle Eddie. You really liked that one, and <laughs> incredibly accurate. <laughs> um, let me see. Mike Mills at Mike Five Hundred Four Saints says, "Iron Mike Sharp was an over talent in Mid South. He held the Louisiana and Mississippi heavyweight titles on multiple occasions." There you go. Look, he goes north and he gets his clock clean week in and week out. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's Thanks, the thing, Mike. Huh? Thanks for proving my point again. Oh, boy. Another dumb mark. At another dumb mark on Twitter says, I was half surprised not to hear the WPAN name drop Ari Cohen or Mike Testa on the show. Hashtag knock knock. Yeah, that was uh, we talked about this this past Monday. The names of... Ilya Markopoulos and Brian Fury, the names they used when they wrestled Ryback on TV. Uh, missed opportunity, a big missed opportunity here on the uh, wrestling podcast about nothing to mention Ari Cohen and Mike Testa. Uh, let me see. Oh, my God. We're still going here. Good gravy. Uh, Shut up already. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay, great episode. We're getting into this past Monday's episode, Kingpin, where we talked about the unwritten rules of the business. Uh, John Morris, my best friend, at J-O-N-S-U-P-R-M-N. He has, something, he has something to say about the episode. He says, great episode. It's been a while, but who wants to win a date with Todd Sinclair? <laughs> I don't know if that's completely related to the episode, but thank you, John Morris, for checking in. Uh, Steven once again says, keep your dick in your pants. That's a new shirt idea if I've ever heard one. <laughs> and that is the uh, advice given to you by your father. Yes. Th that you apply to uh, being in the wrestling business. <laughs> keep it, it. It should be in your trunks, shouldn't it be? Keep your keep your dick in your trunks. In your I've tights. never worn trunks, Mike. Oh, okay. Uh, let me <laughs> see. Uh, Mark Green at the Big Stick Mark. Uh, I'm not sure he might be related to Jason Stewart of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. He says, I agree 100% with the Kingpin. I love being a part of the show, but my favorite part is easily hanging with the guys before and after. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's my favorite part, but you know. <laughs> you like to talk to the people, right, Kingpin? Yeah, well, that's because nobody likes you. Well, yeah. At JoeyG277, he says, these rib stories are killing me. Fatty Patty. Good episode, guys. <laughs> Yeah, I talked about, go check out, I talked about the rib played on me with Fatty uh, Patty. You have to listen to the NAI Wrestling Network this past Monday. She was a lovely gal and you mistreated her. <laughs> I certainly did. I ran her over. Oops. <laughs> go, go listen for the full details this past Monday on the uh, NAI Wrestling Network. Robert Morella at Butcher 400 enjoyed the episode. Thank you, Robert. And as did Shockmaster Jeremy. Great episode. Amazing how just being a decent person tends to get one one through life and through the <laughs> tends to get one through life and the locker room. So yeah. You'd be amazed how hard it is for some folks. 
So that's about it. Oh, David Ratty, I almost forgot. The question of the week. Brian, during your Chaotic Wrestling title political campaign, you had a security team consisting of Julian Starr and another man whose name slips my mind. Is this guy still an active wrestler? I, it's Agent Magic. Tony Bennett himself. I don't think he Tony is. Tony Bennett himself? Uh, what's that? Tony Bennett himself. I know he went on to do a duets album with Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a different Tony. Oh, Bennett. okay. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> uh, he wouldn't really um, be good security at all, I wouldn't think. Yeah, well, th- this Tony Bennett wasn't very good security either. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, that whole gimmick, Brian, was a, a great period, I think, for you in terms of uh, getting out of your comfort zone, doing something different. Uh, and instead of being mean guy Malonis, you were happy-go-lucky kind of uh, smarmy Brian Malonis, right? <laughs> yeah, what are you trying to say, Mike? What's wrong with angry Malonis? Well, I'm just saying that you know it was, a, it was a departure for you. It was an experiment, and I think it went pretty well. You kind of uh, abandoned it and uh, rather abruptly, but I thought it was uh, well, a great idea. I mean, do we want to go down this road at this very moment? I guess not. I think we'll get into it another time, Kingpin. <laughs> but yeah, go back and you can find on some of the stuff on the old uh, Chaotic Wrestling YouTube for Brian Malonis, the political candidate. He will, all he wanted to do was to be your chaotic wrestling champion. So go look that stuff up and maybe we'll talk Share about the it video later. that uh, you did of uh, the, the, the smear campaign on Rick Fuller. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should put that up on at the WPAN on Twitter. All right, Kingpin, we are running late here. So thanks to everyone who's a part of Merv Griffin Time this week. We look forward to talking to you on Twitter, and we will bring you the best of it next week on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on BDARadio.com. Okay, putting over podcasts. The Facebook group. Uh, really great uh, conversation in there. It is a group of podcasters, of podcast fans, all coming together to share ideas, to give opinions, to talk about podcasts. It's a great place, and we want you to join us. Come on over there. All you got to do in the search bar on Facebook, just put in Putting Over Podcasts. You can find us, join. I will make sure to add you, and you'll be in there, and you can chit chat all you want about all wrestling podcast it's a great place and it's growing every day really appreciate everyone who's in there now and uh you know come on over and join us plus we mentioned booking the territory pro wrestling podcast they do two podcasts a week sundays and thursdays mikemills.podbean.com for that and checking the boots we said uh we talked about that at the top of the show referee tony s and chip k fabe they're on sundays so make sure you find Check in the Boots where our podcasts are available and the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Jason taking the helm there Wednesday nights. Plus, you got the Rundown sit-downs. You got Nitro Mania. You got the Retro NXT recaps. All that stuff over on the Rundown Wrestling Podcast feed. And Brian, on this podcast, we have made the effort to establish a very unique, very exclusive Hall of Fame. Now, in wrestling... In life, as in wrestling, I should say, the number one way to tell people that you're up to no good is through laughter. I hearken back to the immortal words of one Tarzan Taylor. All it takes is that one over-exaggerated guffaw to let everyone know you're pure evil. So, with that said, I am humbly submitting this week's inductee to the wrestling podcast about nothing's Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. Yes, King Pippi, get right down to it. Why waste time with all the chitter-chatter, all that kind of stuff? All we want is the heel laugh, and there it is in that vignette from, of course, Karma. Karma, who made a very brief 
stay in the WWE. Of course, the former awesome slash amazing Kong. And I thought she did a great job for the short time she was there, but things came up. You know, she was pregnant and then went away and then came back for a Royal Rumble, but that was it. Uh, it is a, a. You think about what could have been, but it all started, Kingpin, with a tremendous, fantastic, amazing heel laugh. Yeah, she was she was something actually, Mike. She's coming to the area uh, on August the twentieth for uh, Beyond Wrestling. Like I guess it's uh, World Women's Revolution, but uh, it's at the Aurora Providence. She's going to be wrestling Diana Perazzo. How about that? Wow, that's fantastic. Back you should go area. go to a freaking wrestling show. You coming? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm not booked that day. You're not booked. Not booked, Terry. I'm not booked, Terry. I'm not booked either, Kingpin, so I won't be there myself. But you're not in the professional wrestling business. I am. <laughs> okay. Karma. <laughs> Karma had a great heel laugh, and as evident by what you just heard there, and she is now the Heel Laugh Hall of Famer. And to check her out in all her glory, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or go to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing page on BDARadio.com. Okay, Kingpin, you're packing your bags. Ooh, let me take a breath there. About to hit those highways and those byways this weekend, doing that pro wrestling dilly dill. One more time, where are you headed this weekend? Southwick, Massachusetts for Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling, teaming with the Wrecking Ball, Ligurski, against the Closers for the Tag Team Championships. Mike, it goes down, like I said, at the Cove in Southwick, Massachusetts. Saturday night, go to Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling's uh, Facebook and Twitter pages for ticket information and uh, all that good stuff, full card information. Well, let's try to uh, stay on the same page with Wrecking Ball long enough to win those tag team championships, huh? We'll be all right. Don't you worry. As long as you stay out of it and don't try to drive a wedge in between us, we'll be all right. All right. Well, if you want to book the kingpin, email Brian Malonis at Comcast.net or DM him on the Twitter at Brian Malonis. And for more on the wrestling podcast about nothing and to check out BDA Radio's MMA podcast, A Man Walks Into an Armbar with Chad Alden and Paul St. Amon Jr., the Armbar Boys, head on over to your home for MMA and wrestling talk BDARadio.com. All right, Kingpin, we're going to be back on Monday with episode 69, dudes, of the wrestling podcast about nothing on the NAI Wrestling Network. Then catch us back here in one week for the next edition of the WPAN on BDARadio.com and the podcast radio network. Till then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko. And thanks for nothing.